The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. Welcome back to the Negotiate Anything podcast. I know it's been a while. Um, It's good to be back. And um, with this episode, it's going to be a reintroduction uh, because we have a lot of new listeners and I want to let people know who we are and what we do. And um, I know I haven't uploaded an an episode in almost a month, which is crazy for a weekly podcast. I haven't gone this long in over well over a year. So I apologize for that. Um, And I know we have a lot of new listeners because even though we haven't uploaded an episode in that amount of time, we've still been averaging about 9,000 to 10,000 downloads per week. And um, I also want to, in addition to the reintroduction, share some major, major updates about the podcast and the company that will explain why I've been off for so long, because we have some exciting new opportunities. Also, I want to apologize for the untimely delay. Um, if you've been watching the news or paying attention to what's happening in the world in general, uh, there's been a lot of social unrest as it relates to uh, the treatment of minorities uh, across the world. It started with the death of George Floyd, and really the, the protests have spread around the world. So the fact that I disappeared right at that time probably looked really, really, really bad. So I apologize for that. But I have a good excuse. I literally could not post an episode. Couldn't post an episode. So I'll explain why after this brief reintroduction of the show. So let's start off with the basics. Who am I? Who is this guy who has this negotiation podcast? So my name is Kwame Christian. I am an attorney, a mediator, professor, author, and the director of the American Negotiation Institute. And here at the American Negotiation Institute, we have a very simple foundational core belief that guides everything that we do. And it's that the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations. And when you stop and think about it, you'll, you'll realize that in your own life. Anything that you've achieved or accomplished or any relationship that you've had that was worth having or opportunity professional and otherwise that was worth having, has come as a result of a difficult conversation, most likely. And when you think about it this way, you recognize that we're having these pivotal conversations all the time throughout our lives. And it brings me to our definition of negotiation, any conversation where somebody in the conversation wants something. Again, recognizing that we are negotiating all the time. And so with this belief, the fact that the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations, that is what guides us because we say, listen, if that's the truth, then it's our responsibility here at the American Negotiation Institute to, to help as many people as we can to gain more confidence in these difficult conversations and gain the skills to be more successful when they are having these difficult conversations. And so that's what guides us. And so... That's why we have this podcast, Negotiate Anything, the top-ranked negotiation podcast in the world with over 1.5 million downloads and listeners in over 180 countries. We do all of that for free because we want to help as many people as we can. We also started another podcast called Ask with Confidence that's all about women in negotiation that is handled by Catherine Kanapke, our chief operating officer. Again, more free content. We have the TED Talk, more free content. We have 
free negotiation guides. So car negotiation, salary negotiation, conflict resolution, how to negotiate as an introvert, all of these negotiation guides. I think it's about 15 free negotiation guides. If you go to AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash guide, you can get access to those free guides. Again, free. Our goal is just to add as much value as possible to our listeners. And when we started doing this, it's just because we have that motivation to help as many people as we can. But what we found is that the more value we've added into the world, the more the business grew. And as it relates to the business side of the American Negotiation Institute, the business is mainly focused on our customized trainings, the keynotes that we do, one-on-one coaching, and our online course. And so... As it relates to the podcast in particular, this show, the content is going to be relatively the same, but just slightly different. And so, again, if you're new, what we want to do is we want to help you to negotiate in all facets of your life. We want to have a lot of diversity of content. But also, I want to be more timely in the work that we do. So not just timely, but also relevant. And so you'll remember back when COVID really, really hit in the U.S. around March and everything started to slow down and shut down, um, we started focusing heavily on how to negotiate online. A lot of our episodes had that type of focus. Now we're entering into a stage where the world is experiencing uh, global social unrest around difficult conversations about race. So our next few episodes are going to be focused on that. And Going forward, I really want to focus on the diversity of guests and not just diversity in, as it relates to race and gender, but also as it relates to diversity of perspective. So as it relates to race and gender, uh, the first thing I'm going to say is probably going to surprise you. Well, let me say the second thing I'm going to say is probably going to surprise you. So I am a black male. That's not surprising. But what would be surprising is that I was really struggling with the diversity, racial diversity on the show. And I realized that the majority of the colleagues that I have in this space as it relates to negotiation, conflict resolution, especially coming from the legal community here in Ohio, most of my colleagues are white. And the majority of the pitches that I receive from people who want to come on the show are from white people. I didn't realize that me, as a black male, had a very significant blind spot early on in the podcast, which led, led me to have a roster of guests that lacked in diversity. And I didn't realize it until it was brought to my attention from a listener. Listen, I hear what you say. I see the reviews. So if you have a thought, let me know. Preferably send me an email <laughs> or connect with me on LinkedIn. Don't give me a bad reviews. Those hurt my soul. Give me a chance to correct. But I did not understand. I didn't recognize it until somebody brought it to my attention. But since that's been brought to my attention, I made the necessary adjustments. And a similar thing happened with gender diversity. A listener reached out and let me know that the show was lacking in female representation. And I really think this is a teachable moment because when it comes to these situations where there is a bias that we might have that has been uncovered or a blind spot that was uncovered, um, it's easy to respond defensively and start to defend yourself and talk about how your intent was pure. Let's focus on the impact. I was not doing a good job of paying attention to that early on. So then when it was brought to my attention, I made the necessary adjustments. Again, the reason most of my colleagues were male and the vast majority of the pitches that I received were from men. And so now, 
as it relates to controlling the content of the podcast, I don't accept pitches to the show anymore. I'm very intentional about who I let on the podcast to make sure that I'm checking these boxes as it relates to diversity of gender, diversity of race, diversity of perspective, diversity of background and experience, professional and personal. I think that's really important because the the more diversity in general that we have on the show, the better you will be able to persuade people who are different from you and understand. And we all know that empathy is incredibly important as it relates to negotiation. So I want to make sure that you are well equipped. As you know, I say it all the time. I, this show is yours. You remember the show was called Negotiate uh, Negotiation for Entrepreneurs when I started. And then once I started to get to know all of you, the majority weren't entrepreneurs. And so that's why I changed the name. It was a democratic process, and I let you vote and negotiate anything won. And honestly, I didn't like the name. But again, I don't look at this as my podcast. I look at it as our podcast. And so if adjustments need to be made in order to make the show better for you, that's what I'm going to do. And in the same vein, the team and I recognize that just in general, as it relates to negotiation and conflict resolution content, we weren't happy with the amount of woman representation that there was in the industry in general. And so that's why we created the Ask With Confidence podcast. And so I know there are probably some guys out here saying, okay, well, I'll just listen to negotiate anything. That's going to be enough. Well, here's the thing. If we want to be good allies, it's going to be very, very important for us to understand these gender dynamics so we can recognize what we can do to make society better. And at the same time, what potential blind spots and hidden biases we might have that could be exacerbating these problems that we're seeing as it relates to gender dynamics and negotiation. So I highly recommend that show. I'm going to put a link in the description so you can easily navigate to it, too. Now, as it relates to diversity of perspective, I just don't want this to be a straight business podcast. I think that's boring. And not only is it boring, I think it's unhelpful and it sells the content short. It sells the, the skills that we're teaching short. Because if you think about it in this narrow sense, you're missing out. And when I do my trainings, I always say it. Even when I'm teaching lawyers how to negotiate or procurement or salespeople how to negotiate, I tell them at the very beginning of the presentation, if you come out of this training as a better negotiator in business and business alone, then I've failed you. If you're interested in the story behind the business headlines, check out Big Technology Podcast, my weekly show that features in-depth interviews with CEOs, researchers, and reformers in business and technology. Hi, I'm Alex Kantrowitz. I'm a longtime journalist, CNBC contributor, and the host of the show. I empty my Rolodex every Wednesday to bring you awesome episodes. So go check out Big Technology Podcast. It's available on all podcast apps. We'd love to have you as a listener. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. I haven't done my job because the skills that we teach are so much more powerful than that. You're going to learn how to negotiate anything like the title of the show. And what's really interesting is that um, people would reach out to me after the fact and say, hey, Kwame, love the show. 
Um, the it's really helped me grow as a leader and as a negotiator. But where it's really helped me is in my relationship with my spouse, with my relationship with my kids. I've re- I've been able to recreate that relationship with my parents that has died over over the course of years. But using these skills, I've been able to pull them back. And now we have a, a rewarding relationship. I think that is the thing to me that is most rewarding about what we're doing here, because the, the value that you get from these skills go far beyond the business world. So again, I want to make sure that you are seeing this in a very broad perspective. And so circling back to the concept of diversity, it's so important for us to have diversity of guests as it relates to their experiences. So we've had relationship experts, family therapists who taught us how to negotiate with our teens, meditation experts who helped us to negotiate with ourselves. We've covered car negotiations, sales negotiations, conflict resolution in the workplace, negotiating with bosses, negotiating with millennials. We want to cover as many types of negotiations and difficult conversations as possible because we want to live up to the name of the show, Negotiate Anything. And we want to reinforce that in your lives, you can and should negotiate anything. If there is a topic that we've missed, let us know. Again, blind spots. Um, As a lawyer, um, my background is pretty conservative as it relates to the the approach to negotiations. Lawyers are risk averse. We don't like change (laughs) that often. And one of the episodes I have that's coming up that's really exciting is about artificial intelligence in negotiations. There's a company that's created a bot that handles negotiations for big companies. I didn't think that was possible, but again, with my very narrow lawyer-focused lens, I definitely would have missed that. So I think it's important, again, to expose you to all of these cool things. Also, as it relates to content, what I'm recognizing is that people really, really like the sparring sessions. There's no other negotiation show that has this. And remember, how did we come up with this idea? That was a listener suggestion. I'm listening to you, right? You're listening to me. I'm listening to you. And that's what makes the show better. And so we're going to have more of those sparring sessions so you can see what these skills look like in difficult situations. So if you haven't seen a sparring session, what I would like to do is become the embodiment of your worst fear and then show this bad behavior in a negotiation and let the guest show you how to deal with it. Because the feedback that I received early on was that, hey, Kwame, this is great. I think the uh, the tactics that you're sharing are very, very helpful. But what if they don't work? What if I'm dealing with somebody who is completely unreasonable? So now I become that unreasonable person. I can't wait. There's one coming up on how to negotiate with a narcissist. And now I get to be a narcissist? Oh my gosh, that's going to be so much fun. So yeah, we're going to have more of those sparring sessions coming up. And also, if you haven't yet, make sure to follow me on LinkedIn for more free content. I'm always posting articles, clips, random ideas. um, And I love to connect with listeners like you. And uh, that's been one of the most exciting things about the show, the true relationships and friendships that have been created. And if you connect with me, I guarantee you, you will get a message from me. That is a promise that I've made and kept. Now, here's the thing. I don't know when you'll get that message, but I guarantee you that it will come uh, because that's really important for me. And so now on to some exciting business news that helps to explain the untimely delay between episodes. And so here's the exciting announcement. We are joining the ACAST network. So we used to be an independent show, just us doing our own thing. And then we were approached by ACAST, the largest global podcasting company. And so just to explain very briefly how it works... 
think about a network, a podcasting network like ACAST, just like you would a TV network. So ESPN, for example. So ESPN has shows, like SportsCenter is a show. And then what they do is they put ads on the show. And so that's how the podcast becomes monetized. And so that's what's happening here. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work, but you may have already seen an advertisement or heard an advertisement. Yep, that's new. And that comes from ACAST and our, and our new relationship with them. And it's really exciting because, like I said, they are the largest global podcasting company and they're out of Europe. And so now we're joining great companies like the BBC and The Guardian out of the UK on the ACAST network, which is an exciting new opportunity. So what changes now that we're on this network? Well, number one, we have ads. That's the biggest thing. And what's interesting about their dynamic ad process is that if you're in one country, you can hear one set of ads. And if you're in another country, you can hear another set of ads. And so I do not have control over which ads come on the show. However, I do have veto power. So I've said no to political advertisements or other advertisements that might be controversial. If you hear something that's an advertisement that is offensive or anything like that, let us know. Because again, I'm in America. And so if you hear something on an, in your country that you didn't like, let us know so we can have that conversation with ACAST, okay? Again, this content, this show gets better when you get involved. So let us know how we can do better. Also, this is our first time doing anything like this. This is a huge deal for us. And so I want to let you know we will make some mistakes. <laughs> I don't know what they will be, but I guarantee you they will happen. So again, we need your help. Also, you're going to recognize that now we're going to have more episodes. In May, we started testing doing three episodes a week. And so now going forward, what you can expect is one brand new episode every week and then two mini-sodes every week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, new episode, two mini-sodes. And so the mini-sodes are old episodes, old content that's been repurposed, but condensed. And so we want to make it really short and bite-sized so you can just get a really tight, specific, narrowly focused skill on the go. It's meant to be convenient and easily digestible. So that's the idea behind the minisodes. And again, like I said, we have a lot of new listeners, so we want to systematically introduce them to older content. Now, since we've been off for a while, I feel like I owe you. I, not I feel like, I do owe you. So the next few episodes are going to be new, but then we're going to get into that cadence eventually where we're doing one new episode, two minisodes. So our goal here is content, content, content more consistent content, and more of it. And again, connect with me on LinkedIn if you want more tips and, and things like that. And also, we're going to launch a YouTube page and really focus on producing high-level content there as well. So if you like what you're hearing here, make sure to follow us on YouTube. And now, let's address the elephant in the room. The world has changed a lot since the last time we spoke. Social unrest in the U.S. as it relates to police violence sparked international outrage and people around the world are letting their voices be heard. And let me be honest. So a lot of times people don't know this about me, but when I was straight out of law school, after I graduated with my master of public policy and my law degree, I did civil rights work. And so I was doing criminal justice work and health equity work, which involved me doing trainings and having uh, difficult conversations with health professionals, public health professionals, lawyers, and police officers about equity. And so I really, I got burnt out. After a few years of doing that, I was just emotionally just drained. And 
so I decided, listen, I want to get as far away from this as possible. And that's what led me to get into business law and then mediation and then eventually start the American Negotiation Institute. And so everything was going swimmingly until this situation happened. And so I was trying to use the ostrich technique, which is uh, avoiding everything, just put my head in the sand and try to pretend like the bad stuff that's happening in the world is not happening. And I just wanted it to pass so I can get back to normal. But my wife, Whitney, um, she talked me into getting involved. I, I mean, she she called me out in a very loving way. <laughs> she used the compassionate curiosity framework perfectly. Um, and so if you've been a listener, you know, that's the the framework that I talked about in my book um, on how to persuade. And uh, she did a great job and it got me off the bench. And so now I'm actively involved by, again, just helping people have these difficult conversations. And so if you're on the mailing list, you probably saw this. We did a virtual town hall talking about how to have difficult conversations about race. And this thing blew up. It's crazy. After just three days of light promotion, we had over a thousand people register. It, people wanted this so badly that people were registering after the event took place. So think about that. The date had already passed and people were still registering for this event. So well over a thousand people, um, almost a thousand people watched the replay within the three day window that we gave it. And that's going to be one of the episodes that's going to come up in the next uh, week or so, just the audio of it. And the thing was, my presentation was about 30 to 40 minutes, just giving people some um, standard basic tips on, on how to have these conversations and what you can do to be involved and, and to help the situation. But I told people, I made a promise, listen, I'll stay here as long as you need me. Every question that you ask will be answered. And so <laughs> this thing took three hours. It was crazy. Over three hours of Q&A. Um, but that just showed that people are really interested in the content. And then that led to being featured in CNBC, Forbes, and USA Today talking about the these challenging issues that we're having as it relates to race and social justice. And now a lot of companies are reaching out to figure out what it is they can do. How can they equip the people within their company, their leaders, to have these conversations? Because a lot of times people who are actively involved already having the conversation, they're struggling to turn their passion into persuasion. And then there are other people who want to get involved, but they're afraid because they don't want to take the risk of saying something offensive. So they just stay silent. They want to say something, but they don't know what to do. And so now it's it's presented us with an interesting business opportunity to blend the civil rights background that I have with the conflict resolution experience and negotiation experience, and it's created some fun new opportunities, not just with uh, big companies and nonprofits who are interested, but also cities reaching out for mediation and facilitation. I can say for sure this is not the direction I saw the business going, and honestly, it wasn't the direction I wanted the, the business to go. But again, remember, it all goes back to our foundational principle, our core belief here. The best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations. And so our role is to help people to have these difficult conversations. Right now, that by far, talking about race is the most difficult conversation that people are having today. So we want to be there, and that's what's been happening in the business. It's been a crazy ride with COVID canceling all of our in-person trainings and then the social unrest coming up, but um, it's been fun to kind of steer the ship in ways that 
provides value for all of you in creative ways. We're not just going to give you standard negotiation techniques during a pandemic acting like everything's the same. We're not just going to keep giving you standard negotiation and conflict resolution techniques during social unrest acting like nothing's changed. We want to be there for you and be a resource for you as you as you develop and and try to navigate this world. And so that's what we're trying to do. And again, we need your help to do it. So if you have suggestions, tips, recommendations, let us know because we're listening. Now, the last point before we go is about the book. So my book is titled, Nobody Will Play With Me, How to Use Compassionate Curiosity to Find Confidence in Conflict. Now, the name of the book comes from a childhood experience of nobody playing with me um, that led me to become a people pleaser. And so it walks people through how I became a confident negotiator from that shaky psychological foundation. And it shows you how you can become confident as well. And then we get into the negotiation strategy. And so now I'm going to give a little criticism of negotiation experts and conflict resolution experts in general, me included. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we've made over the years is giving recipes to people who are afraid to get in the kitchen. We keep giving you skills, negotiation skills, tactics, strategies, and whatnot, but we're not addressing the real problem. A lot of times, our performance gap in these difficult conversations comes not because we're not performing well in these external negotiations, but it's because we're not handling the internal negotiations. We don't understand what our psychological and emotional barriers are for success. And so that's what's behind the book, and that explains the title. Now, here's the thing. If you don't know me... (laughs) You you look at the book title, you don't know what it's about, right? And so that was a branding issue. And so we're going to rebrand the book. And so it's going to be called Finding Confidence in Conflict, How to Negotiate Anything and Live Your Best Life. And so you can see with the, the motto that we have, with the title of the podcast and the title of my TED Talk, Finding Confidence in Conflict, this title is much more on brand. And so for those of you who say, oh, hey, Kwame wrote a new book. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So if you already have the book and you're thinking of buying the other one, listen, I appreciate the donation, but if you're looking for new content, you're not going to find it in that book. So I just want to make that abundantly clear so people don't get a rude awakening there or any unpleasant surprises. But I'm really excited about it because I think it'll help us to uh, promote the, the content to a new audience, because that is a name that'll draw a little bit more attention from people who are looking for this type of material. So that's about it. There are a lot of exciting things coming down the pike, and I can't wait to share them with you. But in the meantime, keep an eye out for some great content coming up in the next couple of weeks. It feels really good to be back. Really, really good to be back. I felt terrible not being there for you all um, when, when you needed me. But listen, I'm back in the game. The podcast is up and running. We have a great new partner with Acast, and we're going to make things work. So thank you again for being a listener. Um, If you are new, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't yet, please leave a review. We really, really appreciate that. It means a lot to us. I read them all. (laughs) So thank you very much, everyone, and I hope you have a great rest of the day.